إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So carrying on with Lum'atul I'tiqad a book which discusses the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We've been talking about various aspects of the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Recently we were talking about the issue of the Qur'an and the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We spoke about the issue of seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter. And today we move on to this topic, which is the topic regarding one of the pillars of Iman, the belief in the decree. Regarding the belief in the decree, then we know it is one of the pillars of Iman. When Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the famous hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu, he said to him in that hadith, أَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ Tell me about Iman. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had replied to him, الْإِيمَانِ أَن تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَن تُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ when Jibreel alayhi salam had asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, tell me about Iman, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had replied that Iman is to have Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Iman in his angels and Iman in his books, and in his prophets, and in the day of judgment, and to have Iman in the decree. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an, إِنَّا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَنَاهُ بِقَدْرِ Indeed, everything we have created it by that decree upon that decree. And we know that this decree of Allah, it has been written and it is in the preserved tablet. In the hadith it mentions, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِخَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote down the decree of all of that which is to be 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth. In another narration, إِنَّ أَوَّلَ مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ الْقَلَمَ قَالَ لَهُ اكْتُبْ قَالْ مَا أَكْتُبْ قَالْ أُكْتُبْ كُلَّ مَا هُوَ كَائِنٌ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ in that narration, when Allah created the pen initially, Allah said to it, write. The pen said, what shall I write? 
Allah said, write all of that which is to occur till the day of judgment. And so in that moment, all of the decree was written down. When it comes to our belief in the decree, there are some basic fundamentals we must explain. Some basic issues regarding the iman in the decree. Those basics regarding the iman in the decree are that our iman in the decree constitutes four issues, four levels, four aspects. Because if a person was to say to you, what is your iman in the decree? One of the pillars of iman, one of the pillars of iman is to have iman in the decree. So if a person was to ask you, then explain to me, what is your iman in the decree? It's one of the pillars of your iman, one of the six fundamentals of your religion. So what is it then? Tell me about your iman in the decree. Then we can explain that to them through four basic points. All of us need to understand our iman in the decree is made up of four basic points. The first of those basic points is to understand and to recognize that the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses everything. Ilmullah. The knowledge of Allah. Because of course, Allah decreed all of this decree. And Allah has knowledge of everything in that decree. Every affair. Everything. Allah's knowledge encompasses it. Everything in the past. Everything in the present. Everything in the future. And even... The things which never occurred and never took place, had they occurred, if they had occurred, Allah knows how they would have occurred. And they never even occurred. So Allah's knowledge encompasses all of that which occurred in the past, all of that which is occurring in the present, all of that which will occur in the future, and even those affairs that never occurred, had they occurred, if they had occurred, Allah knows exactly how they would have occurred too. That is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A knowledge of Allah that encompasses every single affair, every movement that occurs, every motionless statement that occurs. Every state, motionless or in movement, every sound, every voice, every affair, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His knowledge encompasses it. La yakhfa alayhi shay. There is nothing that is hidden or concealed from Allah. His knowledge is encompassing of every affair. And that is why the scholars, they give the example often with the ayah in the Qur'an, 
where it mentions about the keys to the unseen. Or the, the mafatihul ghayb, the keys to the unseen. That Allah has knowledge of the hour, when the day of judgment will occur. Knowledge that is only known to Allah. We do not know when the day of judgment will be and when it will occur. The knowledge of what is in the wombs of the mothers, not just humans but of the animals and of every creation. Of every creation, what is in the womb, what will be born from it, how long it will live, what will be its sustenance. Everyone from the humans and from the animals, all of that which is in the wombs and will be born is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your death, when it will occur, knowledge that is known by Allah alone only, when your appointed time will occur, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul shall certainly taste death. So when will your death arrive upon you? That is knowledge known to Allah alone. Where will your death occur? بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ In which land will you die? Where will you die? Where will you be at that time? That is a knowledge only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His all-encompassing knowledge. What will occur to you in your future? What is decreed for you tomorrow? All of that is knowledge known only to Allah. And that is why if any individual claims to have knowledge of the unseen, then that is kufr. It is disbelief. That a person claims to have knowledge of the unseen. That is why Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, At-tawagheetu kathira. The tawood, kullu ma tajawaza bihi al-abdu haddahu, min ma'boodin, aw matbu'in, aw muta'in. Everything that you go beyond the boundaries in, those tawagheet, those false deities, those taghut are many, Ibn al-Qayyim said. At-tawagheetu kathira, wa ru'usuhum khamsa. The heads of them are five. First, Iblis, la'anahullah. Second, man'ubida min ghayrillah. Somebody who is worshipped besides Allah. Wa huwa radin. Thirdly, thirdly, مَنْ دَعَ النَّاسَ إِلَىٰ عِبَادَتِهِ Somebody who calls the people to his own worship. Fourthly, مَنْ اِدَّعَ شَيْئًا مِنْ عِلْمِ الْغَيْبَ A person who claims to have knowledge of the unseen. And the fifth, مَنْ حَكَمَ بِغَيْرِ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ So the one who claims to have knowledge of the unseen, this is kufr. That's why the magicians and the fortune tellers, the kahin and the sahir, all of these types of people, the fortune tellers, the crystal ball people, the card readers, the palm readers, all of it haram, all of it completely haram to engage in or to go to or watch even on the TV. So this knowledge of the unseen, it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ilmul ghayb, and Allah, only Allah has the knowledge of that unseen. So the first level of your belief in the decree is to understand 
that this decree is built upon the absolute and complete knowledge of Allah. In the ayah in the Quran it carries on and it mentions, وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَعْلَمُهَا That there is not a single leaf that falls anywhere except that Allah knows. So think about this example. Not a single leaf falls, وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ Except that Allah knows. Imagine now how many trees there are here in, in Leeds. How many trees there are in Leeds. How many leaves there are on those trees. Then imagine how many trees there are in the United Kingdom. How many leaves on top of those trees. How many trees there are in the whole of Europe. All the forests and everything. How many leaves there are on them? How many trees there are in the Amazon rainforest and the other rainforests? How many trees in the whole world? And how many leaves on those trees? Not a single leaf falls off any tree anywhere except that Allah knows that leaf has fallen off that tree in that location, in that place. Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah said, Allah knows exactly which leaf falls off which tree in the whole world anywhere. Allah knows how long it flies, flutters in the air, and where it lands upon the ground. All of that in the knowledge of Allah. Right now, since we've been talking in the last 15 minutes, how many leaves have fallen off the trees outside just in Leeds? How many leaves have fallen off the trees, imagine in the Amazon rainforest in the last 15 minutes? How many leaves have fallen off the trees, especially at this time of year, when you go outside and you see all of the orange and the red leaves on the floor from the autumn and the leaves falling? Every single one, when it falls, where it falls, from which tree, how long it flutters in the air, and where it lands on the ground, all of that is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you understand firstly that the knowledge of Allah, it encompasses every single affair. The second level, is that all of this decree is written down in the preserved tablet. All of the decree is written down in the preserved tablet. And that is like in the narration we just mentioned. كتب الله مقادير الخلائق قبل أن يخلق السماوات والأرض بخمسين ألف سنة that Allah wrote the decree of all of what is going to happen 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth. In the other narration, أَوَّلَ مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ الْقَلَمْ قَالَ لَهُ اكْتُبْ قَالَ مَا أَكْتُبْ قَالَ اكْتُبْ كُلَّ مَا هُوَ كَائِنٌ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ When Allah created the pen, Allah said to the pen, write. The pen said, what shall I write? Allah said, write down all of the decree until the day of judgment. Everything which will occur. 
All of that is written down in the preserved tablet. All of that is re- recorded, all of that is written, all of that is in the Allah al-Mahfuz. So the second level of our belief in the decree is, we believe that all of the decree is written down, everything which will happen to the day of judgment in that preserved tablet. That preserved tablet, everything is recorded in it. The third level المرتبه الثالثه in our iman fil qadr the third level of our belief in the decree is talking about mashiatullah ma sha allah kan wa ma lam yasha lam yakun whatever allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it will occur and whatever allah does not will then it will not occur this is the Mashi'ah Al-Kawniyah. The Mashi'ah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His creation. Whatever Allah wills, Allahu kan. Whatever Allah wills, then it will certainly occur. وَمَا لَمْ يَشَأْ And whatever Allah does not will, لَمْ يَكُنْ It will never occur. Whatever Allah wills, then it will certainly occur. And whatever Allah does not will, then it will not occur. And that's why it mentions in the hadith, وَعَلَمْ لَوْ أَنَّ النَّاسِ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ وَلَوْ أَنَّ النَّاسِ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ If all of the people, وَلَوْ اِجْتَمَعَ النَّاسِ كُلُّهُمْ All of the people got together to do something good for you. They would not be able to do it unless it was something Allah had decreed for you. And if all of the people got together, to do something bad to you. They would not be able to do it unless it was something that Allah had decreed upon you. Unless it was something that Allah had decreed upon you, then no matter how many of them they come together, no matter what their abilities are, they would not be able to do some harm to you if Allah had not decreed it. And no matter what their abilities are, they would not be able to do any good to you unless Allah decreed it. So everything is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ كَانْ وَمَا لَمْ يَشَأْ لَمْ Whatever Allah wills, then it occurs. And whatever He does not will, then it will not occur. Whatever He does not will, then it will not occur. And whatever He wills, then certainly it will occur. That is regarding the Mashi'ah of Allah, Al-Mashi'ah Al-Kawniyah. The will of Allah in regards to this creation. So that is the third point in our belief in the decree. That everything is by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fourth, Al-Martabatu Al-Rabi'ah. Al-Martabatu Al-Rabi'ah. Fi imanina bil-qadr. Is what? 
Al-Martabatul Ula was what? The first level was Ilmullah. Al-Muhit bi-kulli shay. The knowledge of Allah which encompasses everything. Al-Martabatul Thaniya. That everything is written fi al-lawh al-mahfuz. Al-Martabatul Thalita. Everything happens by Mashi'atullah. Ma sha Allah kan wa ma lam yasha lam yakun. Al-martabatul rabi'ah is khalqullah for all of this decree. That Allah creates all of this decree. It is Allah who creates all of this decree and brings it into existence. That is the fourth part. Because some of the people of innovation, they began to say, we, we can decree, or rather we are the ones who make our own actions. Rather it is Allah who creates it all. They are the four levels of the decree. The first, that you acknowledge, acknowledge the knowledge of Allah that encompasses everything. Secondly, that you understand all of the decree is written down in the preserved tablet. Thirdly, that nothing happens except by the will of Allah. And fourthly, that all of this decree is then created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this decree is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That decree then, it has been written down in the preserved tablet 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth. If a person now committed sins, he did something wrong, did something haram. And then when you say to him, why did you do this haram? Why did you do this wrong? He says, يحتج بالقدر. He says the decree, Allah decreed that I was going to do this sin yesterday. You say to him, why did you drink alcohol yesterday? Why did you drink the khamar yesterday? He says, it was decree. Allah decreed I was going to drink alcohol yesterday. So is this correct? Can he say this? Al-Hitajaj Bil-Qadr. Can you do that? Somebody says, why did you not pray yesterday? Why didn't you pray yesterday? He says, Qadr, Allah decreed I was not going to pray. Allah decreed I was not going to pray. So, first I'll tell you a story. At the time of one of the Al-Khulafa Al-Rashidin, Umar ibn Khattab, I think, there used to be a man who used to drink alcohol. He used to drink alcohol all the time. Drink alcohol all the time. And they used to bring him and whip him. But he used to drink alcohol, drink alcohol. So one day they brought him to Umar ibn al-Khattab. And they said to him, Umar ibn al-Khattab, the judge, etc. They said, why? Why do you drink this alcohol all the time? You know, it's haram. He said, the decree. 
قدر الله I was going to drink alcohol yesterday Decree It was decreed I was going to drink alcohol yesterday You people say the decree was written 50,000 years before the creation was created So it was decreed That yesterday I was going to drink alcohol So then they say Umar ibn al-Khattab anhu Got a whip And whipped him Whipped him and whipped him And said خلاص قدر الله It was decreed I was going to whip you today It was decreed I was going to whip you today. So I have whipped you. The point is, Allah said in the Quran, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَن يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ You do not will except that Allah wills first. Do we have choice? Do we have choice? Yes. Allah gave us two things. Allah gave us two things. Iradah and Qudrah. The ability to decide, the ability to decide on something, to make a decision to do something, to intend something, and then the ability to carry it out. Meaning, if I now decide... In my mind, I want to pick up the bottle of water. I decide in my mind, I want to pick it up. I've made the decision. I have made the decision, I want to pick it up. Now what do I need to do it? I need ability. Alhamdulillah, I have ability. I can move my hand, I can do it. I've done it. How have I done it? Because I made the decision to do it, then I used my ability I've been given and did it. If I made the decision in my mind, I don't want to pick it up, then I can just leave it there. Do you have the ability to make decisions what you want to do? Of course. Do you have the ability to then do them? Yes. Now the Isha prayer just went. Did you have the ability to choose whether you are going to pray or not? Did you have that ability to choose whether you are going to pray or not? You had the ability to choose. Did you have the ability to go make wudu? You can all move, you can go make wudu. You had water, you can do it and you can go and pray. You had the ability. You had the ability. So you could have chosen, made the decision, I'm going to pray. Then used your ability to go and pray. True? Absolutely. But some people didn't pray. Why did some people not pray? Because they chose in their mind to make the decision, I'm not going to pray. So they didn't get up and pray. Who made the choice not to pray? They made that decision not to pray. That's why on the day of judgment, you will be held accountable. You will be held accountable on that day on your actions. On that day, الناس محاسبون بأعمالهم ومجزيون بأعمالهم You will be held accountable on your actions and you will be given the recompense upon your actions. Allah said in the Quran, لِيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسَاءُوا بِمَا عَمِلُوا Allah will give the recompense to those who did bad on their bad. 
Because they are the ones who chose. Somebody who goes and drinks alcohol, how does he do it? He makes a decision in his head, I want alcohol. Makes the decision in his head, I want alcohol. Then he uses the ability he's been given, goes out there, finds a shop and buys it and drinks it. So he makes the decision, then he uses his ability to go and do it. And so, you will be accountable on it. If somebody doesn't bother to pray, it's because they made the decision in their head, I don't want to get up and pray. I don't want to. If they made the decision, I want to, then they can get up. They have ability. They can make wudu. They can pray. True? They can do it. But they make the decision, I don't want to bother. And that's why you will be held accountable on your decisions, your actions, your deeds. You cannot say, but it was the decree I was going to drink alcohol yesterday. Yes, it was decree. But when it happened, how did it happen? Because you made the decision at the time, that's what I'm going to do. You made the decision, that's what I'm going to do. And then you used your ability and went and did it. You can't then say afterwards, but it was the decree I was going to do that yesterday. Yes, it was. But how did that happen then at that time? Because you made the decision and then used your ability to go and do it. Before you drank alcohol, did you know it was decreed you're going to drink alcohol that day? You didn't know. How do you know? You don't. You don't have ilmul ghaib. You didn't know it was decreed you were going to drink alcohol that day. You did it in the end because you made the decision to do it. And then you used your ability to go and do it. So you are the one who will be accountable on your actions. You can't then say what well, it was the decree. Yes, it was the decree. But it was you who chose to do that action at the time. So that is why every person will be held accountable on his actions. You can't just say, well, if I do bad things, it must have been decreed 50,000 years ago before the creation. Yes, it was. But at that time, you didn't know what was decreed. You didn't know. You made the decision and went and did that evil. And then that decree was actualized by your decision. So basically, when you do sins, you decide that. And you make that choice and you do them. When you do them, you do them because of your choice and your ability. But Allah already knows what decisions you're going to make in your lifetime. Tomorrow, somebody is going to drink alcohol. Do they know that already? You don't know. Right now, you don't know. But then when tomorrow comes, you make the choice and you go and find someone, you drink it. Allah already knows that's the decision you're going to make tomorrow. But who is the one who makes the decision? You. You don't know before you make the decision what's decreed. You don't know before you make the decision and do it what's decreed. You make the decision and you go and do that action, then you're accountable upon it. Allah already knows what decisions you're going to make and what actions you're going to perform. But you don't and that's the key. That's what you have to try to understand. Allah knows the decisions you're going to make. Allah already knows who's going to be in paradise, who's going to be in hell. We don't. We don't know the decisions we're going to make. And that's why when the Sahaba, they said, what do we do with our lives if everything's already written down? Then the Prophet ﷺ said, كُلٌ مُيَسَّرٌ لِمَا خُلِقَ لَهُ Everyone will be made easy for him what he was created upon. So throughout your life, 
you just carry on making the good decisions. And if you make bad decisions throughout your life and you choose to do the haram throughout your life, then you are accountable upon that. And Allah already knows what decisions you're going to make. So you can't say it was decreed that I was going to do that, blaming the decree. You can't do that. Because at that time when you did it, who was it that made the choice to do it? You. At that time when you did it, you made the choice to do it. So you can't say afterwards it wasn't my fault, it was the decree. At the time when it happened, that sin, you are the one who chose to do it and did it. So you are accountable on it. And that's why the people of innovation, there are two main groups of innovation when it comes to the decree. The Qadariya and the Jabriya. The Qadariya, they basically say that we create our own decree. The extreme, the Ghulatul Qadariya even say, Allah doesn't know what's going to happen until it actually happens. They say Allah's knowledge does not encompass everything until it actually happens. The lesser ones, they say Allah knows that, has the knowledge of that, and it is in the preserved tablet. But they say we create our own decree as we go along. The other group, the Jabriya, they say we are compelled. We are compelled we have no choice in anything. If you pray, it's because Allah had decreed it and you were compelled to get up and pray. If you do haram, it's because Allah had decreed it, you were going to do haram, so you were compelled, you couldn't stop yourself. Is that true? Of course not. Everybody knows you're not compelled. When it comes to the time of the prayer, you want to get up and you want to pray, are you somehow, is there a force on you? An invisible force, you're trying to get up to pray, but you can't get up? Is there? Of course not. You have the choice. You can get up and pray if you want. Nothing is stopping you. You are not compelled in any way. You are not compelled. You make the decision and you use your ability to do it. So those people, the Jabariya, who say we are compelled, then that is wrong. Because if we were just compelled, مجبورون, if that is what we were, then the people who are compelled to do all of the haram and the shirk, would it be fair to punish them? Why would they be punished if they were compelled to do that? They were not compelled to do that. They chose to do that and they used their ability to do it. So that is some of the basics about the decree. That there are four levels of the decree. The knowledge of Allah encompasses everything. All of it is written in the preserved tablet. All of it is by the will of Allah. All of it is created by Allah. Then when it comes to this issue of can you use the decree as an evidence for your sins and your wrongs? Then the answer is no. Because you have the irada and you have the qudra. You have the ability to choose and you have the ability physically to carry out those choices. That's why Allah said, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ Allah affirmed that we will we have choice. Affirmed it. But Allah said it is after the will of Allah. So Allah knows everything you will choose to do. But at the moment when it happens, it is you who chooses what you're going to do. And of course Allah knows what you're going to choose in advance already, of course. But at the time you don't. And you make your decisions. And that's why you are held accountable upon your deeds. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ said, 
on that day of judgment, فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ Whoever finds goodness for himself on that day of judgment, then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ And whoever finds anything other than that, فَلَا يَلُومَنَّهُ إِلَّا نَفْسَهُ then do not blame anybody except yourself. If you find bad deeds on your books on the day of judgment, then the hadith says, فَلَا يَلُومَنَّا إِلَّا نَفْسَ Then don't blame anybody else except yourself. Because you are the one who made those decisions during your life. You are the one who chose what to do. You are the one who had the ability and the choice. And that is the choices you made during your life. Whether to worship Allah or whether to disobey Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the prophets and the messengers to us. Guided us to the straight path. So then if you obey them, you enter paradise. If you disobey them, enter hellfire. It's mentioned, the scholars they say, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the prophets and the messengers. أَرْسَلَ إِلَيْنَا رَسُولًا Allah sent to us a messenger. فَمَنْ أَطَاعَهُ دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ Whoever obeys him enters paradise. وَمَنْ عَصَاهُ دَخَلَ النَّارِ And whomsoever disobeys him enters the hellfire. Just like in the Quran, Allah tells us about Fir'aun, Pharaoh. How Allah sent a messenger to him. Allah sent a messenger to Pharaoh. But what did Pharaoh do? فَعَصَى فِرْعَوْنُ الرَّسُولُ Pharaoh disobeyed his messenger, Musa salam. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed them in punishment. And that is just like the Prophet wasallam said, كُلُّ أُمَّةِ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ أَبَى all of my ummah will enter paradise except for those who refuse. All of my ummah will enter paradise except those who refuse. They said, who would refuse, O Messenger of Allah? Whoever obeys me enters paradise. And whoever disobeys me, then he is the one, he is the one who is refusing entry into paradise. Don't want to go into paradise, you don't want to go into paradise, then that person is the one who is disobeying the Prophet ﷺ. If you're disobeying the Prophet ﷺ, disobeying what's in the religion, what's in the revelation, then you're refusing your entry into paradise, you're stopping yourself from going to paradise. That is the meaning of it. The ones who refuse entry into paradise. The ones who refuse to obey the messenger. Refuse to obey the commandments. And instead they follow their desires. Allah told you in the Quran. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوا وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا Whatever the Prophet ﷺ gives you, then take it. And whatever he prohibits you from, then stay away from it. It's mentioned in the hadith. مَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُوا مِنْهُ مَا اسْتَطَاعَتُمْ وَمَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا What I command you with, then do as much as you are able, and what I prohibit you from, then stay away from it. 
That is the ruling that we've been given and that is the obligation upon us. The person chooses the worship of Allah. And that's why when they said to Wahab ibn Munabbih, أَلَيْسَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مِفْتَاحُ الْجَنَّةِ Isn't لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ the key to paradise? قَالْ بَلَا Wahab ibn Munabbih, he said of course. Of course, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ is the key to paradise. لَكِنْ but, however, لَيْسَ مِنْ مِفْتَاحٍ إِلَّا وَلَهُ أَسْنَانَ He said, however, there is not a single key except that it has grooves, teeth, the shapes on the key to open the lock. So whomsoever comes on that day with a key, that has the asnan, then the door to paradise is open to him. But whoever comes with a key on that day which is blunt, blunt, no teeth, then you try to open the door, will it open the door? Does not open the door. So when they said to him, أَلَيْسَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مِفْتَاحُ الْجَنَّةِ قَالْ بَلَا لَكِنْ لَيْسَ مِنْ مِفْتَاحِ إِلَّا وَلَهُ أَسْنَانِ What are the asnan? The amal. The ilm wal-amal, that you have knowledge of the tawheed, and you act upon that tawheed. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ يَهْدِيهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ بِإِيمَانِهِمْ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهِمُ الْأَنْهَارِ فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ Those who do the righteous actions, uh, those who have iman and do the righteous actions, Allah guides them upon their iman. And there will be rivers that flow beneath them in gardens of bliss. They are the ones who have the knowledge and they have the action upon it. So that is what is binding upon us to do. To have that knowledge of the religion and to act upon that religion. And that is why Allah said the path to salvation. The path to salvation is what? وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَا فِي آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر Except those who have iman and do the righteous actions and call one another to the truth and to the patience. They are the characteristics of salvation. That is what is required of all of us. So that is why it is important to study the religion, to learn what is in the Quran, to learn what is in the Sunnah, to learn the Aqidah, the basis of your religion, the asas of your religion, the aqidah, al-aqidah as-sahiha, so that you are not upon misguidance and you're not upon the inhiraf of the mubtadi'ah and the misguided individuals who fell into innovation. So that is where we'll round off today then. Uh, on that point, there is a section to come yet still part two regarding the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we'll start with part two of the decree of Allah, which is the explanation here from next week at 7 p.m. Remember the lesson starts at 7 p.m., just after 7 p.m., around about. So you need to try to attend around about 7 p.m. 7 p.m., 5 past, 10 past, that's when we'll start, inshallah. 
So next week we'll carry on then around about 7, 7, 10 p.m. insha'Allah. We'll conclude upon that for tonight then. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Is there any questions? Any questions? <coughs> there was someone who was a non-Muslim and they took a loan and afterwards they became a Muslim. Um, is it still a sin or no to pay that interest on that loan? If you've taken a loan which has the riba, it has interest on it, you've entered into that agreement, you've signed the papers with the bank whoever, You've signed the papers, you've entered into the agreement, whether it was before uh, you are practicing even as a Muslim, or in any situation, then upon you is to clear that debt quickly. Clear that debt quickly, you're bound by the contract, you can't just not pay it, that would be haram too. You are bound by it, you need to clear it as quickly as possible. Get rid of it as quickly as possible. Borrow perhaps from your brothers, your sisters, money which will not have interest on it. Borrow from your brothers and sisters whatever it requires to clear off that debt which has interest as quickly as possible so you can free yourself from it. But you need to do that to get rid of it and clear it out as quickly as possible. To remove that burden from your shoulders. So we'll conclude there. Next week then at about 7-ish, 10 past 7 inshallah.